0: Hello, my name is Shayton Marshburn. I'm the minister at the Austin Avenue Church of Christ, and thank you for joining us for our podcast today as we continue our study in the book of Philippians. We're going to look at a very short section in chapter 1, just that last little phrase in chapter 1 where it says, whatever happens, conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel. Then whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in one spirit, contending as one man for the faith of the gospel, without being frightened in any way of those who oppose you. This is a sign to them that they will be destroyed, but that you will be saved, and that by God. For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for him, since you are going through the same struggle that you saw that I had, and now hear that I still have. You remember that Paul is writing this as he is in prison. And he says, I want you to stand firm in the gospel. I want you to stand firm in the gospel. It's important for us to remember what that gospel is. So many people have have tried to add to the gospel. They'll do a Jesus Christ and type of belief. But the gospel of Jesus Christ is is that absolute understanding that we are saved because of Christ. We're saved because he came to this earth, he lived, and he died for our sins and was raised on the third day. That's the good news of Jesus Christ. The good news of Jesus Christ is he paid your sins and he gives you that opportunity to accept it. So many people want to add to the gospel. You know, it's not only believe in Jesus Christ, but, and they'll add their own little thing to it. You've got to, Be with this group. You've got to sing this kind of song. You've got to, and they'll add to the gospel. I want you to know we're saved not because of the things that we've done. Pope Paul emphasized that in this section of scripture. I don't know if you heard it or if I was able to emphasize it enough. But it says that this sign is that you'll be saved, and that by God. Folks, we're not saved by the good things we do. You can't do a single good thing to remove one sin that you've committed, and we've all committed many, many sins. There's not a good thing that you can do that will erase that sin. Oh, we need to do good. Don't misunderstand. We need to live a life worthy. And that's what Paul is saying here. I want you to live a life worthy of the calling you've received. Because of what Christ has done, I want you to live as a citizen of heaven. I want you to live like somebody who belongs to God. I want you to live so that when people see your life, they will see somebody who's trying to live worthy of the gift that they've received. That gift of salvation. That gift of salvation. And in order for that to happen... Folks, first of all, you're going to have to believe that Jesus Christ is enough. It, I find it interesting that Philippians is, is located right between Ephesians and Colossians. Because when you look at Ephesians and Colossians, you, you get this understanding that Paul is really trying to emphasize, please learn to trust what Christ has done is enough. Sit in him, rest in him. Rest in him. Don't, don't try to earn what he's already earned. Trust that he is enough. Because, you see, what you believe determines how you behave. And if you don't believe that Christ is enough, you're going to behave in such a way that, that you're robbing yourself of the joy that Christ has purchased for you. You're going to be trying to, to be good enough, and you're going to constantly be failing, and you're going to be trying to hide it from yourself, from others but knowing that you can't hide it from God, and so you never have the assurance of your salvation. Folks, at some point, you've got to learn to trust that Christ is enough. Christ is enough. And when we learn to believe that, you can relax and begin to enjoy the life that he's given to us. But one of the keys to that is consistency. Consistency. There's an old English word that we use a lot, and its meaning has migrated. The word is conversation. When we talk about having a conversation, we usually are talking about one person talking, another person listening, then the other person talking, the next person listening. We're talking about this exchange of ideas. The old English word conversation doesn't mean to talk. It means to walk. It means to have a walk, a consistent walk, a conversation. You see, the most important weapon that we have against the enemy, the most important, the most powerful uh, weapon that we have against Satan and against the evil in this world is not a good sermon and it's not a good book. But it's a life. It's the life of the believer lived openly and consistently in front of a world looking to see do you really believe what you're saying? Is there anybody who truly believes what they're saying? Or are they just pretending like everybody else? Paul wants us to live like citizens of heaven, he wants us to live like we belong. So that we can be comfortable in the presence of God, we need to behave like citizens of heaven. And so he says, I want you to conduct yourself worthy, in a manner worthy of the gospel. In Ephesians 4, 1, he'll say, live a life worthy of the calling that you've received. I want you to live a life worthy. What does that mean? What does that mean? And it means I want you to live with a thankful and appreciative heart. Realizing you're not saved because of you, you're saved because of him. And the only way to say thank you is to let the world see what he's done for you. There's a little poem that was written by that famous author, Unknown. It says... You're writing a gospel, a chapter each day, by the deeds that you do and the words that you say. Men, read what you write, whether faithful or true. Just what is the gospel according to you? What a great little poem. The good news of Jesus Christ is that Jesus Christ died for our sins, that he was buried, that he rose again. And there's only one gospel, there's only one good news. There's no add-ons. There's no additions. He gives you the opportunity, the free will to accept it or to not accept it. But the gospel is Jesus Christ. The gospel is Jesus Christ. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 2. When Paul's writing to the church at Corinth, he says, You are our letter, written in our hearts, known and read by all men the best literature in all the world is your life is your life and so paul says i want to encourage you let them see christ in your behavior it'll open up con- it'll open up opportunities for you to have conversations about the gospel of christ And when they hear of the gift and when they see what the gift has done in your life, then you can share with them how to accept the gift. I get discouraged at times because it seems like so many of my brethren try to convert people to baptism instead of trying to show people Jesus Christ. The Great Commission even says, go and make disciples of all men, baptize them. The first step is making disciples believers in Jesus Christ. We need to be talking about Jesus Christ. And then when people ask the question, what do I need to do to have the gift? Then we can share with them how to respond. That's what happened on the day of Pentecost. Peter shared with them and convicted them. And they said, men, what must we do? And then Peter shared with them Acts 2.38. He didn't start with Acts 2.38. He started with them with Jesus Christ. And at some point, we've got to learn to start with Jesus Christ. And he says, I want them to see that in your life, not only in the life of the believer, but in the life of the body of Christ, in the life of the church. And that only happens when there's cooperation, when there's this oneness. Paul uses a term that Sometimes it's translated as teamwork. He says, uh, starting in in verse 27, 28, without being frightened in any way, this is a sign to them that they will be destroyed uh, for it has been granted to you for it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ not only to believe on him but also to suffer for him since you're going through the same struggle you saw I had and now hear that I still have. Earlier, Back up in verse 27, he says, Whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in one spirit, contending as one man for the faith of the gospel. Oneness. That's tough to do when you have a group of people together. It's tough to do in a congregation because so there are so many different ideas, so many different opinions. But when we all have the same focus, the same purpose, and the same direction, it doesn't matter what song we sing. It doesn't matter who stands up and does the preaching. It doesn't matter if I get to be the leader or you get to be the leader. As long as we're headed towards Christ and glorifying Him, there's this oneness that the world is confused by and drawn to. We need to have that same oneness. You see, the devil has this great scheme of how to make the church powerless. It's divide and conquer. If he can get us gossiping about one another, if he can get us griping about one another, then he can turn the world away from the church. Because the world sees that everywhere there's nothing different about about us if we act just like the world but when he sees a one when the world sees a oneness in the diversity of the body of Christ that's something amazing isn't it that's something amazing sometimes churches have glory hounds They have people who They want their opinion to matter more than anybody else. They want to be the one that stands up in front of everybody else. And they need to understand the humility that Christ showed. And they need to understand the purpose is not them. It's not for them to be seen. It's not even for their opinion to be heard. What matters is unity. Unity, to honor Christ and do his will. We're citizens of heaven. Therefore, we should walk consistently. We should walk in unity. We should also walk in confidence. That last section I read, it said having no fear. Fear is something that was defined to me once as being governed by fear is being governed by something that hasn't happened yet and may not happen too often we are governed by fear and fear and faith stand at the opposite ends of the spectrum to live by faith is to not live by fear but it's to trust in Christ it's to trust in Christ no matter what happens trust in christ to trust in christ because sometimes it's even in that suffering that the world is able to see the glory of christ it's in that suffering and he says you're going to suffer now stand firm and don't be afraid don't be afraid satan wants us to think that we're alone in our battles If there's anything that I've learned over the last six months, is we're not alone. I'm not alone. There's a whole group of people. There's a whole congregation that stands behind me. Even last night, while Julie and I were sitting at home, our small group met, and we conferenced together on the phone. And I can't tell you how much that lifted our spirits. Folks, no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. Our natural instinct is to pull in and to keep it quiet. You're not alone. You're not alone. So don't be afraid. Don't let Satan divide you. Don't let Satan keep you from being the person, the man of God that you're called to be. You're not alone. You're not alone if there's one question that I could, or one statement that I could end with today, it's this. When people see your life, what do they see? When people see your life, what do they see? Do they see somebody who trusts in Christ? Do they see somebody who consistently lives for Christ? Do they see someone Who more than anything wants Christ to be glorified? You see, our goal is to be to honor Christ and to do his will. Regardless of our circumstance. Because we're citizens of heaven. And therefore, as long as we're on this world, we need to walk in such a way that people see this world is not our home. We have a better place. We have a Savior, we trust in Him, and we'd love to talk to anyone and let them know about that Savior and how to accept His gift.